This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welcome to the This Is Why You're Single podcast. I'm Laura Lane. And I'm Angela Sparrow. We are the co-writers of the book, This Is Why You're Single. Every week we highlight a different dating topic. This week's episode is All Talk, No Action. Yes. Also in the lineup, we're talking about what's new in dating news, the sex benefits of eating more seafood, and what to do when you hate your engagement ring. Then we're diving into the mailbox to answer your listener questions, including some of the worst dating app messages our listeners have received, and a listener who had a coworker drunkenly admit their feelings, and then pretend like nothing happened. Not wow. Cool. I know. But first, Angela, what's going on in your week? Okay. So for like... Not just in my week, but in like the last six months of my life, uh-huh. I've gotten very much into uh, sleeping on my couch. Okay. Uh, because first of all, we have an amazing couch. It's my favorite part of my apartment. It's super comfy. And I just, I like falling asleep watching TV and our TVs in our living room. But Ian takes it very personally. And sometimes I'll wake up in the morning and he's just standing there staring at me. And he's like, I can't believe you did it again. <laughs> You never came in. You slept on the couch. And he, he thinks it's like, I, I don't like him. And I'm like, no, I just like our couch more. I can vouch you. that you're, <laughs> than you. I can vouch that your couch is soups comfy because we did one writing session there. And I was like, Angela, this couch is nice. It is. It's from Article, if anybody else is looking for a couch slash bed. Um, and yeah, I think like, I mean, if you look at like, it's like the stereotype, I feel like dating back from to the fifties of like unhappy marriage, like the husband sleeps on the couch. Right. But I am very happy. I am thrilled with my relationship. I just love like when I go home at night, cause like we work late. So like, I usually don't get home till 11, 1130. Then I'm like, I just, you know, I need some me time. So I wrap myself up in my comforter. I eat some Oreos and I watch a little Netflix and then I, I pass out. That's fair. I drift off. I although I have a different tactic when I come home from a crazy day or a late night. I call it, and I've explained it to Nick. It's something that I read about that men used to need, like in the stereotypical like women work from home and men, you know, went to work and like right. and like yeah, back you know, back in the day, Mad Men, days. Mad Men style, and like they'd come home and the women would be like, oh my god, tell me about your day, blah, blah, blah. and the guys would need what they called transition time. I don't know. I read about this thing called transition time and how your brain kind of needs it. So I learned that I need transition time. So I now use that phrase anytime I need essentially transition time. So when I come home from, I would come home from work. Our relationship used to be reversed where Nick would be at home painting and I would come home from working in a magazine and it would be like crazy day. And then he'd be like, hey, oh my God, tell me about your day. <laughs> I'd be like, ah. Any transition time. <laughs> I get so that. I if I work late and I come home, I, I need transition time. Just kind of like kind of like you said, me time, like to do my own thing. But then I do typically usually go into the bed. No, not, you know, not that there's anything wrong with you sleeping on the couch. <laughs> and you know what? I love when Ian falls asleep on the couch with me because we have it's big enough that sometimes we he puts his head on one end and I put my head on the other and we're like toe to toe. It's actually that's my ideal sleeping situation. Is he it just wants to sleep in the bed. More comfy than your bed? Um it's a little firmer. Or is it which oh. I kinda like. I was gonna say, like, is it is it that it's more comfy or is it like the 
is it like the oh I'm not supposed to sleep here? Probably. Like, I mean, yeah, anytime you're doing you, something wrong, like if you ever do fall asleep on the couch, it's always the best sleep because it's like oh I should get up but I can't. And you have that like push and pull. I don't know. See, I always feel like I don't, unless I'm in the bed, I don't sleep that well. Even if I'm so tired that I can't get up, I usually end up like kind of waking up in the middle of the night multiple times. And it's just like never ends up being as good of a sleep. Well, I'm. I, there's also like there are people that need total silence and total darkness, darkness which I think you are, right? Because like you do like earplugs and... I, I've been actually stuff. trying to change it up. So I used to... Do exactly what you're saying, and you and you know from when we would do our like our overnights in LA. Yes, I I would do the sleep masks and the earplugs. Like it was like I was in a. I remember you had a sleep mask on, and I was like trying to covertly text in bed, and you were like, "Turn your phone off." And I was like, "How do you see it?" <laughs> Wait, really? I don't remember. How did I the, see the your glare phone? was coming in in the crack in the corner of your eye, and I was damn. like, "Damn, she is a sensitive sleeper." I need to get a better. I needed to get a better sleep mask. But like for me, I'm the opposite. Like I grew up like falling asleep with the TV on, yeah. so I kind of need that the background noise. Yeah, I've actually tried to adjust that. I think maybe just. I think I read about like circadian rhythms and how you want to see the sunlight come in, and we've got these windows. So now I've been trying to. It, I kind of switch it up, but I've been. I've been doing like the no sleep mask, no earplugs. Also, Nick hasn't been snoring as much lately. Knock on wood. That's really when I need this. The the earplugs are really just for Nick's snoring. Right. And eventually when your baby's crying. But I guess you want to hear that. No, I want to hear that. I'm (laughs) going to want to. I'm going to want to hear when the baby's crying. (laughs) Unless it's Nick's shift. (laughs) Oh, good point. Yeah. Don't throw out those earplugs. Now you're talking. Um, But anyway, our relationship is fine. I just. I'm also in a relationship with my couch. That's fair. Yeah. How's your week? My week's going good. Uh, baby's doing well. We go to the doctor now, I think, weekly. Um, one thing, though, he's still breached. So if a baby's breached, they really won't deliver him breached. That means yeah. that his babies need to have their heads down. And right now his head is up. It's like up at my ribs. And so that means I'm probably gonna have to have a c-section and you know for me I really wanted like the all natural like I've had my like I had my my oils and like Nick and I took a class where he'd be giving me massages when I'm having my contractions and I was like really looking forward to like experiencing the birth so I've been trying every single thing possible for the last couple weeks to try to turn the baby I've been doing yoga and doing inversions I did this thing where you kind of like put your head upside down put your feet up and your butt up on the couch and then you put an ice pack like right up at your ribs so like so you're trying to freeze them out kind of <laughs> like kind of like the thought is is that he's like oh man I don't like that cold I better turn around and get get away from the cold uh that did not work I've tried acupuncture I've tried I tried this thing where you put a flashlight like like kind of near your pubic bone so he's like Oh, let me come into the light. Oh my god! I tried to have Nick woo the baby. I mean, you know, Arjula said, "Nick, try to talk to the baby and woo him down towards the vagine." So he's just like shouting into your vagina. So Nick's like, "Baby Rad, baby Rad, come, hello, 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 hello. come this way." <laughs> that did not work. Uh, did I mention I've done chiropractor? What does acupuncture? the chiropractor do? Well, they're supposed to kind of like adjust your. They basically just like adjust your bones so that it takes pressure off the uterus. 
so that maybe they it just like relieves some some pressure. I think is the idea. It's mm. something called the Webster technique, and something with the SI joint. I don't really know. I'm not mm. an expert, mm. but the idea is that it takes pressure of the uterus so that like he you know frees frees up the the room or. Sure. But baby rat is not budging. He's not budging. I even tried hypnosis. Hypnosis was like another thing that I was like, I don't get how this could work. And then I I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to try everything I can. So for like $17.99, I bought this like hypnosis for breached births tape. And the other night in bed, I put headphones on and I put an eye mask on, a good eye mask. I couldn't see any light in the corners. (laughs) And I listened to this hypnosis tape and... I was like, I don't understand. I don't understand how this could work. I it it didn't work. He didn't move, but I was fully hypnotized because at some point I don't remember anything, and then I came to while the tape was saying, "Okay, and now when I count to ten, you're going to slowly start to move your fingers and open your eyes." Oh my God, that's and wild! It was fucking crazy, Angela. And then I was like telling my friend about this and she was over at my house and I was like, I was like, let me tell you, let me like show you this hypnosis tape. And so I like, I was like, okay, I'm just going to like play it somewhere random in the middle. And it was like, talk to your baby, baby, do you want, are you free to move? Like, can you move? And I was like, oh my God, Ellen, I don't remember any of this. I don't do you remember. Think you said it? Yes. I don't remember any of this happening. I don't remember anything. I like, bl- like about 10, 15 minutes into the tape, I black, I fully black out. Don't remember sh- shit and then i came to as they were like on the count of 10 like wow you could have been like clucking like a chicken like you have no idea angela it didn't turn the baby but it full-on was in the zone (laughs) i don't remember anything and then i was like going back to listen to the tape but not all the way through you know because you have to do it all the way through to get hypnotized i was just like listening to like five seconds at a time and just like jumping through the tape to like hear bits and i was like no i don't i don't remember any of this this is crazy do you want me to play you a little piece of it sure i mean it's it's interesting i feel like only certain people are like able to be hypnotized like some people go to those things and they're like i can't do it so it's cool to know that you can is it hypnotized i don't we can have you do party tricks all right here i'll just play a piece in the middle i don't even know what i'm playing i'm just gonna like play a little piece of place bring your baby into this beautiful scene Completely relaxed and comfortable. <laughs> okay, wait, I'm gonna jump ahead a little bit. Turn to the head down position now. Turn to if the there is a reason why you need to stay as you are, with your head up. Let mommy know right now. Oh my god. Angela, I don't Oh my god. Location with mommy. I don't remember any of this. Inner mind. I was fully your kid was probably like, Oh my god, who's that creepy lady? And if there is anything she needs to know first. So go ahead, Mom. Talk to your baby and ask your baby if there is anything you need to know first. Angela, I don't remember any of that. What did your all? baby say? I don't know because I was blacked out. You during, talked to your baby and you don't remember. I was fully blacked out during my <laughs> hypnosis. How much was that tape? $17.99? $17.99. I blacked the fuck out. A bargain. And A I, steal. And my baby's like fully his head is still at my rib. It but I but you know, like it said, maybe during the hypnosis, the baby told me that he can't move. And it, we probably talked, and I just don't remember it. I'm, a, you know, because 
I have to say, since the hypnosis, I have been a little more calmer about this about the C section that I'm gonna have to have, and I'm like, okay. and I've become a little bit more like, you know what, like. My baby, I want him to live his life. I don't want to force him to do anything he doesn't want to do. So maybe he talked to me during this hypnosis. And maybe yeah. he told me, like, Mom, I'm really happy with my head up near your heart. Like, yeah. leave me alone. Like, Mom, I want uh, your uh, my birth to be like that scene in Aliens where the alien just pops out of the stomach. Yeah, like, leave me alone. Stop trying to turn me. So I don't know. I still have, like, acupuncture scheduled. And I have a couple more chiropractic sessions I've already like scheduled but whatever that's like that's nothing invasive that's more just that's more just like aligning my my bones I think right. so I, you know I think I'm listening to my baby I've become much more chill and accepting of this that's good you're I, at peace with it I wonder if it's because my baby talked to me during this hypnosis session <sighs> that's cool he's you already have such a good relationship with him Aww. <laughs> all right uh so that that's my week that's what a week <laughs> uh on that note it is time for us to jump into what's in the news angela what have you been reading about in the news okay so the new york post reposted a story from the sun by vicky Litaki, and it was eat more seafood if you want to have more sex according to a recent study um the harvard's th chan school of public health tested 501 couples they needed that extra one um <laughs> and they found that seafood boosts both male i know like why why though why though uh th chan school seafood boosts both male and female sex drives and improves sperm and egg quality in other words eating seafood will make you have more sex and get pregnant faster you guys should have tried this or did you uh yeah i was eating a shit ton of salmon was that because you were told it would help I think I was, I think I had read that it was maybe an anti-inflammatory. Remember I went through my list. I was doing a lot of stuff. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But when in doubt, I don't even know if I need to do any of that stuff. It was just the doggy stuff. Right. It's <laughs> <laughs> all it took. <laughs> um, so why? Why is this happening? Because research say the protein-rich food boosts men and women's sex drives and improves the quality of their sperm and eggs. How much seafood do you need to be eating for it to actually affect your sex life? Because I assume I can like eat a lobster roll. And not be all horned up. They said, according to the study, couples who eat seafood twice a week are the ones experiencing this spice in, spike in sexual activity and increased likelihood of conception. And they had sex an average of eight times per month compared to just six times for those who ate less. To, seafood twice a week is quite indulgent, I would say. Really? I don't... Well, I don't eat meat or chicken. That's so for me, I a lot of fish. So this is no problem. I don't know if I'm extra horny because I'm pregnant. I'm always down to hook up. Is that a thing? Or I don't know if it's a thing, but it is with me. You're hornier as a pregnant lady. You have more blood rushing through your body and that goes everywhere. It's just the pressure just weighing Maybe. down on your always down. Vagina. Always down to hook up. Uh that's fun. A few more stats. Couples were 39% more likely to have sex on days when they had both eaten seafood, such as fish or oysters. We all know oysters are aphrodisiacs. Um, and 92% of frequent seafood eaters got pregnant within one year compared to the 79% of the other group that had conceived. Oh, that's interesting. I remember a few podcasts ago, I, I did a news article on aphrodisiac foods and and. The there, list was like huge. It was a big list, but but salmon and oysters were on that. Right. So, yeah. So it all fits together. So yeah, go go down to the Cape, 
eat some lobster and have some sex with somebody. Yeah, very fun. I'm happy there's a lobster roll place that just opened downstairs in my building. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Maybe I'll have some tonight and then go home and not get pregnant. Thank you very much. (laughs) One baby per This Is Why You're Single (laughs) podcast. (laughs) That seems fair. Uh, What have you been reading about? I've been reading our favorite Cosmo. Sexy. Also, Angela, shout out to Cosmo. Uh, unfortunately, this is airing in you know August 1st, but the July episode from last month featured us. Thanks, guys. Yeah. We didn't even know. It was a surprise. Yeah. Our good friend and two-time podcast guest, Sarah Merrill, spotted it at her nail salon. Before this issue was even on the shelves, I guess her nail salon had- They've got the hookup. They had the hookup. They had the issue like a week before any Dwayne Reed had it because we were looking for it everywhere. But uh, the July episode of Cosmopolitan Magazine- this is not my news story, by the way. I'm just, I know, I'm just but, uh, sharing some news. Uh, but they had hot podcasts you need to listen to now. And two headgum podcasts were featured in it. Us and then our our sisters, uh, our sister podcasts at Headgum, Lady Lemon. Yeah. Were also featured in podcasts you need to listen to now. So very cool. Thank you, Cosmo. No one told us at Cosmo. They just picked our podcast. Which made it even better. It was a happy surprise. Such a happy surprise. All right. But this article that I'm doing is from Julia Pugacheski, and it's about people that hated their engagement ring. So I love Pugachevsk. I Yeah, Pugachevsk. <laughs> we're always doing stories by her. So she writes that she has exactly two big proposal phobias. One, what if he proposes in public in front of all my friends and family, spends a lot of money on getting it all filmed, and his mom is happily weeping in the corner, but I'm not ready to marry him. Her second phobia is, what if I hate the ring? Do you say something right away? Do you keep it and hope it grows on you, or do you gently tell him the truth? So she found a bunch of women who hated their engagement ring, and and they all wrote and talked about what they did. So I thought I would share some of these stories with you. This is very stressful. Um, It's stressful because... I know that you and Ian, you've talked about this on a couple podcasts ago, are discussing possibly looking at rings and we you are. and you looked at a bunch of like stones in a duffel bag that his family had. Yeah, I don't think we're doing any of the duffel bag stones, but I going into this, I oh, thought really you're not. I don't think so because uh yeah, I'm, I'm happy. You want your own I, thing. I don't necessarily need like a custom ring either. I don't know. I still up in the air, but it might be its own thing. So he might, who knows what he's going to do. You could be one of these ladies. But, you know, Ian has such good taste. I I have a feeling you won't be one of these well, ladies. Well, I have to say, going into it, I always thought I had very simple tastes and I was just easy and whatever he got, it'd be fine. And I was like, I'm the easiest girlfriend in the world. And now that it's real, I am way more difficult than I realized. So I feel <laughs> these girls, every single thing he shows me, I'm like, mm, yeah, but what if like this was different? And what if this was different? And I'm like, oh no. You and I are very I similar. That's this is why I designed my own engagement ring. And then on top of designing it with Nick in the room with the designer, I then changed it after our wedding <laughs> a second time. See, I don't want that to happen. Not that I mean whatever. <laughs> Luckily Nick doesn't get offended and like didn't take it personally because it's not like he like he's an artist, but he didn't put his like artistic creativity all into the ring and was like offended by this. But I'm a very picky person when it comes to jewelry. I like to like pick it out you know although there have been a couple rings that nick's gotten me that he's picked out himself for like birthdays and things that that i that i love i think you know it's been eight years we've been together he's slowly learning my my taste right i think yeah because he's getting better and better at it but for the most part I, I like to pick out my stuff i'm like a you know i like fashion i'm a 
I'm a girly girl. Uh, I'm a picky person. Yeah, and so far, I mean, Ian's been like he's warm. He's warm. He's getting there. That's I don't. Good. I like to think he would not pick the rings on this list. He knows me well enough to not like do one of these guys. I agree because the very first one that was that we have is like it's basically looks like the Titanic heart in a ring. So it was like a huge blue sapphire heart with diamonds around the edge. Uh, so she says, initially I wore the ring for a couple days to see if it would grow on me, but it was 100% not my style. It's a bold move. <laughs> a few days after my fiance proposed, we were talking and I told him that if we were going to have a relationship that worked and would last, we'd need to be honest with each other about everything, including awkward things. And that's when I told him very gently that, and directly that this ring was not right. He admitted that he knew it wasn't right, but the salesperson was super pushy and he was nervous. Uh, so he got what asshole salesperson bullies you into picking out a titanic blue sapphire looking heart shaped ring that salesperson deserves to get fucking fired like to say the least that is not for everyone no so you gotta be positive that that is what your person wants dude they must have like that salesperson's manager must have been like all right 100 bucks for whoever sells right. this ring today uh so this is the what the bride said. My grandmother knew about the situation and actually passed down her engagement ring because she was so proud of how I handled the situation. Oh, I know. And her new ring was a simple gold with a diamond. Nice. All right, here's another one. Uh, so the ring was like it was like a cushion cut with like a halo, like a little, which is like just a little like I don't know. No offense to any girls that have halos and love them, you, you know, to each their own. But I was told from my designer that like halos are very trendy. Like, what is halo? Because I don't know this lingo. Halo I should. is when you like you have, and then you've diamonds around the outside. It kind of like makes the ring look bigger, uh, you know? Yeah. Like I have diamonds around that, but they're underneath, which yeah. is different. Like halos are like a halo of diamonds. But good question. Um, yeah, it's just a little trendy and like a little. I don't know. I think of like <sighs> Real Housewifey. Yeah, that's not my style. No. Um, my husband proposed in Central Park. He also knew how important my family is to me and had them surprise me later that night at dinner. It wasn't until the next day that I realized the ring was all off. I ended up hating it based on the size and cut of the diamond. I kept looking at the ring and was so unhappy with the whole look, but I didn't want to tell my husband because I thought it was cruel. I told him that I love the ring, but it just wasn't my personality. Surprisingly, he was very responsive. He came with me to the jeweler to see what they could do. And get this, Angela, this is the kicker. That's when I found out it was a factory-made synthetic diamond. <laughs> so basically, she'd been proposed to with a cubic zirconia. Did he know that? Uh, unclear. We couldn't resell it to any jeweler because they kept saying it had no value, which was so frustrating. So he then let me pick out a different ring. She chose a slim diamond with a diamond band. So, uh, yeah. Um, uh, I got one more for you. All right. uh, the old ring was like, it's like... It looks like a, like an alien. Um, Always uh, a good descriptor for <laughs> an engagement ring. Like a alien, like what? Like are, a spaceship? Like yes, like a UFO circle disc with a round center. Uh, it's like heirloom look. So her story was her mother-in-law let her choose between three rings. This kind of reminded me of you when you were like looking at the, she picked one that was really small, too small, but her husband said she could upgrade later when they're more established. But then after a while, she grew to love her really like unique UFO ring. So this is actually a story of 
Didn't like, didn't love it at first. It was like super small diamond in the inside of like a UFO thing. And then she grew to love it. And I was looking at it. I was like, yeah, that ring is kind of fun. I think I'm a little bit like this girl because I have a feeling whatever, even though I'm being like crazy now, whatever Ian gets, I'm sentimental enough that I'll be like, well, this, I like this ring. Yeah. Because it's the ring you picked. Yeah. Yeah. I think you will too. Yeah. That's because you're a good person. <laughs> All right. It is time for us to jump into our mailbox. But first, let's take a quick sponsor break. We would like to thank our sponsor, Squarespace. Think it, dream it, make it with Squarespace. And that's what we did when we were just a scrappy little sketch show who wanted to seem very professional. So we created a this is why you're single show.com website using Squarespace. And it looks really beautiful. You did an awesome job. Thank you. I've changed it over the years, you know. And, yeah. and it's evolved as we've evolved. We've added podcast pages or a page, a gallery. Uh, We've gotten so much amazing press. We added. We had to add a whole press page. Um, what else do we have? I don't know. We've we got have merchandise. We have. Uh, we have some of our sketch videos up there. We've yeah, just added we a lot. We've added stuff as we've grown, and it's so easy to do because Squarespace is just the best. Like even um, like before we were recording this episode today. We were like, oh, we got to update some of our sponsor codes on our podcast page because we put all of like the codes for all of our sponsors on there. And Angela's like, Laura, you, you got to add these two new sponsors. So I, I went and like updated it, and it took me like two seconds. I did it like so fast. Right. And now you can all go there and look at it, and like it's super convenient for you, our listeners. I mean, imagine if I had to like go and email some like web, like, Webmaster, isn't that what they were called? I sometime? guess some like person that created our fancy website, and like every time I wanted to make an edit of like one word, I'd have to email. That would be a pain in the butt. No, this is great. It's great that I can just tell you what I want, and you do it, Laura. I do it, and there's so many things you can do with Squarespace. You can blog or publish content, showcase your work, turn your cool new idea into a website, promote your physical or online business, and you know, no matter what you do, if you're a designer, a coach, an architect, a graphic designer, furniture maker, you could. The, all these type of people use Squarespace to make their websites. Right. And Squarespace does a lot for you. They have beautiful templates created by world-class designers. They have this new way to buy domains and choose from over 200 extensions. And if you ever get confused, they have 24-7 award-winning customer service. Yes, they're so great. All you got to do is go to squarespace.com slash single for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use our offer code single to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash single. Squarespace. Check it out. All right, Angela, what do we have in the mailbox this week? Okay, our listener Andy sent in a message exchange that she had on, um, I believe, Tinder. It looks like Tinder. You know how much I love role-playing crazy messages we get with you. You ready to role-play? Okay, so her message was, what even is this opening line? Um, Would you like to be the gentleman? I always like being the guy. Okay. You look like a bunny. May I keep you? Excuse my language, but what the fuck kind of opening line is that? You're right. Let me start over. Hello there, Andrea. I looked at your pictures and I decided to swipe on the to the right because I found you interesting. May I start a conversation with you, please? Thank you for your time. L-M-A-O. Don't be salty, Andrea. Yikes. And she said, <laughs> after I said yikes, I unmatched him. Because uh, I, 
it would have been fine if he like said his nice thing, but then he, but then he was like laughing my ass off. Don't be salty, Andrea. I don't think he was trying to be nice, though. I think he was like mocking her with like, oh, I'm gonna be extra formal then because yeah. you want me to treat you like a human. That's true. I can't. But also, stand- I feel like her line was a little too harsh. Like, I mean, you look like a bunny. May I keep you? It's probably not the best opening line. But then she's like, what the fuck? is this stupid opening lines like this though are uh, are like a big pet peeve of mine like this like somebody once commented i remember on your instagram but about you and i something about the podcast somebody was like oh, i love that you both sound like little babies <laughs> i remember me and you like wrote something so nice back to them it was I a did. guy of course and i don't think he and said I was we like, sound like babies yes he was like it was like i mean obviously it made no sense because i don't think we sound like babies but he's like oh i love your little voices you sound like little babies and i was like fuck this guy what the fuck why is he acting like a creep and like we don't we sound like grown women i think he was no uh, if I remember correctly, he's talking about the part where I say, no reason of the week, break down. Da, 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 and I you sound and like he, a baritone baby. No, he said, I sound like, like I have fun with it. Like I'm a little kid. And I was like, you know what? I totally do have fun with it. Like I'm a little kid. I, I think know. he was talking about just that one line that I say, like reason of the week, break down. I just wasn't into it. Oh, I thought he was being nice. Andrea and I are triggered by the same things, I guess. <laughs> I'm I'm a human. I'm a grown uh, human. All right. What else do we have? Uh, okay. So this was uh, from Elle. And she said, this is the worst Bumble exchange I've had lately. Um, and her profile reads, I'm an actor from LA here for a few months filming. In my downtime, I like good coffee and classic movies. Um, she, her- I'm sorry. This was the guy's profile. Uh-oh. So then... What she what she wrote to him was would you like it was to read bu- her opener? Sure, it was it was a so this is Bumble. So she right the, the woman is gonna write first. Here, you read her. I'll read his. Okay, so she messaged him and said, "I have an Italian espresso machine and the entire Thin Man series, which is a great opener because he said I'm an actor from L.A. for a few months filming. I like good coffee and classic movies." She says, "I got an espresso machine, the entire Thin Man series." Right. His reply. I want to nurse from you. Ah, so she wrote, yeah, hard delete on that one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he thought he was being funny, but. I hope she screenshotted it because if he becomes a famous actor, she's got some fun dirt. Oh my God. She can make so much from TMZ. <laughs> uh, all right. We got some more. We got some more messages. Uh, this one's from Chelsea. She says, for your amusement, I get about three message requests a week. I like to answer them. When I'm PMSing, apparently. Uh, all right. So I'll be, I'll be the guy. Okay. You're a beautiful princess. You want a sugar daddy to spoil you? 10K plus cash or shopping, college tuition, rent, bills, cars, or help you start a business with what your passion is. No, dude. Fuck off. I make my own money and pay for my own shit. Yes. Yes, boss. Yes, you do. It's just, and also important to note that the you're a beautiful princess and you want a sugar daddy to spoil you were about like 10 days apart. <laughs> oh. He, so he just like was not taking the hint and thought that he could like seduce her with money, I guess. Yeah. So your he, beautiful princess is. Not something not, I would answer. Yeah. I wouldn't answer either. It's just like, it, it's it's not offensive, you know? No. Outwardly. It's just but dumb. It, it's dumb. It kind of reminds at least me of guys on the street cat calling you. 
you know, and like, and they, when they call you like a beautiful princess, they're not doing it to be nice. It's like, yo, princess, you know? Yeah. Beautiful print. I don't know. It's just, it's not genuine. So she didn't answer you. And then you decide that maybe you'll woo her with money. You want a sugar daddy, 10K plus cash. I don't know. Some people are probably listening to this and like, sure, I would take that. But uh, <laughs> but I also don't know if he could deliver on that. No, he's probably not going to deliver. And also, I love her response. She doesn't need him. No, dude. I make my own money. I pay for my own shit. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Amen. All right. We got one question in the mailbox for us to answer. Uh, but those were some great messages. Those Thank were great. You. Thank you for sending them. Keep sending us your, your messages. Uh, Angela, what do we have as a question? Okay. This is from an anonymous listener. They wrote, so about a month ago, one of my close friends from work basically confessed his love to me while drunk texting me. There's definitely been some chemistry between us over the last couple of years, but nobody ever acted on it. So I pretty much only saw him as a friend. After he told me, I thought I'd give it a shot. However, neither one of us has brought up his drunken confessions since, so I've been kind of waiting to ask him out or anything. On top of that, now at work, he's kind of an ass and is always making sarcastic remarks that annoy me, kind of like when guys turn into bros around each other. I'm trying to figure out what his deal is and if trying is even worth my time anymore. Thanks for your help, guys. I love your podcast and look forward to them every Wednesday. Aw. Thanks, Anon. Uh, so this is what I said. I said, this guy sounds very immature. If I had to guess, he feels really stupid about his drunk confession and him being an ass is some kind of weird defense mechanism. I, I think she needs to decide if she still wants to give it a shot and in that case, bring up his confession or make the second move since technically he did make the first. Uh, but, you know, if his behavior has turned you off, which it would probably turn me off, you know, like I don't need negging, you know, we're not right. We're not in pickup artist land. You right. Know, you or need, second grade. Yeah. Second grade. Yeah, there you go. Uh, then I would just like try your best to stay cordial at work and give space. Hopefully he'll eventually cut out his immature acting out. So if she's still into it, like she just needs to make the first move and just kind of say like hey I don't know if you remember you know you told me you liked me like let's go out and do something because you know he made the first move she could make the second but I don't know he's being immature I'm not that into this guy yeah like my best guess for why he's acting this way is that like she doesn't say if when he confessed his feelings if she said anything so maybe he's feeling insecure because he thinks like he made himself vulnerable and he doesn't know how she feels but on uh, on the flip side, that's no excuse to be acting like a jerk. Right? So like that might be why, but I don't like how you're reacting. I agree with you completely. So I uh, I think you're cool. If you're like losing interest because of how he's acting, just move on. Keep yeah. it moving. Keep it moving. Uh, we hope that's helpful. Let us know what happens. If any of you listeners want your questions answered or if you have any funny messages like the ones we read tonight that you want to share with us, you can email us at contact at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. Uh, for for questions, keep them under a paragraph or less. A lot of, uh, Lately, we've been getting a couple that are like, I know you say keep it under a paragraph or less, but here are 3,000 words. <laughs> and, um, you know, we can't. We're not editors. It's just, it's real hard. I mean, technically, I, I am an editor. You are an editor for your day job. All right, there you go. But I don't get paid to edit. This is why you're single email. <laughs> yeah. 
So keep them concise because we love we love hearing your questions and we want to be able to read them on the podcast. Anyways, you can also find all of our contact info on our website at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. Now let's dive in to our reason of the week. This week's reason is all talk, no action. We hear all the time from listeners who go on a great first date and then see relationships totally stalled due to lack of action on the other person's end. Kind of like... I mean, I guess I would even consider our listener question all talk, no action. Like, yeah. all talk, he gets drunk. He's like, oh, I really like you. I'm into you. I got a crush on you. And then no action. He, like, chickens out and then decides to neg her, which is weird. So, you know, why – you know, if they they keep in touch but they keep giving excuses for not meeting up, I usually think it's one of two things. Number one, they're benching you. So, like, they're all talk, like, oh, I'm really into you. You know, I really like you. But they have someone else that they're dating more regularly and you're kind of, like, in the back seat, and that's why there's no action. Or they really are just too busy to be dating. So they're all talk, pretend, you know, saying that they're, they're into you, and then there's no action. Either way, you and your time are too valuable to be waiting around for someone, right? Yes. And I think, like, the second one, especially about being too busy, we hear from listeners a lot where it's like, you know, he has a crazy schedule. He works late. And like, is that why he's not texting me? Is that why I'm not hearing from him? Maybe, or maybe he's not into you. But either way, it just sounds like he's not worth your time right now. Like he's not in a place to be dating if he's acting that way. Yeah, he's not emotionally available. And like Nick, when I first met him, he was in the middle of finishing up a big art show that he had coming up. So like super, super busy with work, but like made time for me at the beginning, you know, so he wasn't all talk, no action. And then I learned, okay, he is really busy. So there would be some like Friday, Saturday nights where I'd be like, why am I not hearing from my boyfriend? It was like, oh, he's painting. But you know, you all, you work that out when you right. get that far along. Yeah. But and Nick proved that he was capable of balancing the two things, whereas some people just aren't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say like at the beginning I had to figure out the schedule. It probably wasn't enough right. balance for me. I it was a learning curve. It was a learning curve. But the point is, is that like no matter how busy someone is, if they're really into you, they are going to make the time. Right. Um, and if you really like them, you can keep them in mind, but don't make them your only option. So bench the bencher. Yeah. Keep your options open. Date around. It's, there's nothing that like will make you feel better than having someone else to talk to when that other person isn't like – Doing what you want isn't texting you, isn't asking you out. Then go out with another guy. Right. We always say, don't put all your eggs in one basket. That usually is the best advice, especially for someone that is all talk, no action. And when in doubt, you just kind of got to ask them, like, what's up? At some point, maybe you should say, like, hey, I know you keep saying you want to hang out, but then why are we not? <laughs> you know? Right. Like, what's your deal? Uh, and find out, are they really just busy with work or are you on the bench? And that brings us to our reason of the week. Break down. I do say it like a little kid, but it's fun. I mean, there's a difference between being like, you sound like a little kid and you sound like a little baby. I don't think he said that. And you're. <laughs> I wish I got to find the actual yeah. comment because there was something incendiary about it. Okay. Maybe. Anyway. Uh, so our, our reason of the week breakdown. Blah, blah, blah. Sometimes in a relationship, just like in a fun summer flick, we just want you to shut up and blow some stuff up. We're highlighting the difference between a man of words and a man of action in a game we call Art House or Action Movie. Yeah. Laura will have to guess the genre, talking indie drama or exciting action film based on the quote. I love when you quiz me. Okay. Uh, all right. I'm ready. Okay. All right. So first quote. 
Hot Lesbian Witches. It's fucking genius. Is that an art house film or an action film? Um, Hot Lesbian Witches. Art house? Correct. It's from Being John Malkovich. Yay. Yay. Wow, I'm usually really bad at your quizzes. I'm getting off to a good start. I know. I thought I was going to throw you at that one. It sounds like an action movie. Uh, Not really. No? Well, I want to see that action movie. Um, All right, next. Jason, I haven't been honest with you. I'm not a bikini waxer. Is that an action movie or an art house movie? I think that's an action movie because she's about to be like, I'm not a bikini waxer. I'm I'm a killer by night. You are almost exactly right. It's from Charlie's Angels. It's Lucy Liu. Uh, she's about to admit that she's a spy, but I think she doesn't actually do it. Oh. Yeah. Her I, cover was a bikini waxer. I really love Charlie's Angels. That was good. I know. They it should came, bring that It back. came out at like a formative time, I think, for girls our age. Everybody yeah. like wanted to be one of them. Totally. I wanted to be Drew. Me too. Drew was always the best. Yeah. Uh, okay, next quote. Come out to the coast. We'll get together. Have a few laughs. Is that action film or art house film? That feels art housey to me. <gasps> wow. That's actually. Uh, I saw your thumbs down before I saw you click the buzzard. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it's uh, action film. Die Hard. Oh, bummer. Class- classic action. Yeah. Film. That that now I now that you've said it, I'm like, oh yeah, Die Hard vibes. Yeah. All right. Next up, this is uh, two people. Uh, Dr. Ian Malcolm says, God creates dinosaur. God destroys dinosaur. God creates man. Man destroys God. Man creates dinosaur. And then Dr. Ellie Sattler says, dinosaur eats man. Woman inherits the earth. I don't understand any of that, so I'm going art house. (laughs) Is that like Jurassic Park? Jurassic Park. It is Jurassic Park. Feminist moment in Jurassic Park. I thought it was Jurassic Jurassic Park because they were talking about dinosaurs, but I was like, I don't know. That all went over my head. (laughs) It could have all been metaphor. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I thought I was like, oh, this is like a weird art housey moment. No, literal dinosaurs. Oh, okay. Okay. Hell of a grave. Wish it were mine. Art house or action? The last, okay, this is, I have no idea, but the last two have been action. So just for you mixing it up, I'm going art house. Royal Tenenbaums. Yes, (laughs) you are correct. Good, good, good. How many more do I have? You have one more. All right. I think you're doing good. Better than I usually do. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Can you keep a secret? I'm trying to organize a prison break. I'm looking for like an accomplice. We have to first get out of this bar, then the hotel, then the city, and then the country. Are you in or are you out? Oh, this is a tough one. Uh, Okay. It sounds like a lot of action is happening. I guess that could happen in our house, but I'm going action. Lost in translation. Oh, Scarlett Johansson and Bill Murray. Bummer. Well, well, I didn't end on the best <laughs> note, but that's okay. Fun quiz. Thanks for putting it together for me. No problem. Uh, guys, we hope we have cleared up this week's reason. That is it for this week's This Is Why You're Single podcast. Check out our book. It's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and our audiobook on Audible. Yep. And you can get hooked up with discounts from all of our sponsors for a full list of sponsors and the codes. Check out our podcast page on thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. We're also on social, so you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Your Single Show. You can follow our personals. I am at Sparadactyl. I'm at Laura Lane Red on Insta and at Laura Lane on Twitter. Yep. And like and subscribe on iTunes if you enjoy the show. Thank you so much for listening. Tune in next week for a whole new show. Bye. Bye.
That was a HeadGum Podcast.